Hi, friends. Welcome to the Liz Teach Podcast. I hope everybody is doing well. It is December 26th for me as I am recording this. So I hope that you all have had a wonderful Christmas holiday with your friends and your family. I have started to get rid of the leftovers and not getting rid of them by putting them in my mouth anymore, but I need to give it to others or it's just going to be gone in the garbage because, all right, we need to stop all this eating. Well, at least that's how I feel. No more. I have to get back on track with getting healthy. Uh, really just overdid it the past two weeks, uh, but it's just so yummy and just it adds to the enjoyment of just being with family, right? It's not just about the food, you're around your family. and But we're winding down just a few more days in this year. And I have been thinking about a few things that I want to address, not only in my life, but as I continue to podcast. And one thing that I want to talk about is loneliness. And I know that especially during the holidays, it is felt more than ever, but it could be something that we carry on into the new year and we need to address it and how we are dealing with our loneliness. We all have felt lonely at one time or another, uh, could be experiencing it right now. You could be in a room full of people and still feel lonely. But especially as a single person, woman, man, uh, you know, during the holidays when you see families getting together and you have desires of having a family of your own, you can kind of feel it even more. And uh, so sometimes if we are not addressing it or admitting it or just allowing ourselves to sit in it and just reaching out to God or maybe reaching out to a friend and saying, hey, this is what I'm feeling, we can make decisions that are harmful. And that's when we get into loneliness that is dangerous. And we tend to attach ourselves to people and to relationships that we shouldn't because we are lonely. We are settling. And so Loneliness is dangerous when you do not understand that you are worthy of more, that you are worthy of what you desire. And uh, to really address things in your life during that time when you're feeling kind of sad and down because you find yourself another year without maybe a significant other, or perhaps the one you thought was going to be that significant other is no longer in your life. So there's nothing wrong with feeling lonely. We, it feels wrong. It feels awful, but you are not alone. You are not alone in that sentiment. And so I want you to examine what you are doing in your times of loneliness. Maybe it's not even seeking out a relationship. Maybe you numb your pain with food <laughs> besides Christmas food you numb your pain with food, you numb your uh, your pain or try to occupy your time when you're feeling lonely with retail therapy and you have bills and credit card debt because of it. and Or maybe you are uh, drinking too much, smoking too much, uh, having sex with the wrong person outside of the covenant of marriage. And just so many things that we can be doing when we are 
feeling alone. And I want to read this verse that I found in uh, the book of Psalms. It's Psalms 25, 16. And it's uh, the psalmist calling out to God. It says, turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. And so how many of you could be feeling that way right at this moment? You are not alone. God is with you. He can lead great people into your life, but you need to deal with decisions that you're making while you're lonely. We will settle for any crumbs, any shred of attention that someone will give us when we don't address this area of our life. And then what happens is that months down the line, and unfortunately for some of you, years down the line, you, uh, down the line, you realize that you have wasted so much time on the wrong person because you were lonely. It won't last forever. God does turn his face towards us. God does turn his attention towards us. He understands and he will act on our behalf. There's another verse uh, that says in Psalm 68, 6, God sets the lonely in families. Isn't that beautiful? He has a family for you. He has someone for you. And let me tell you, that someone is not someone that belongs to someone else. God is never going to cure your loneliness by making someone else lonely, making someone else's wife, someone else's husband lonely. That is not God's cure for your loneliness. For me, above all, you know, here I am entering year 12 uh, since my husband passed away. I, uh, when I have those moments where I just feel so sad and alone, I always reach out to God. And in the last couple of years, I've also developed friendships that feed my soul as well. And if you're saying, well, no, I want a man, I want a woman, and then you have to address also what is it exactly that you're looking to feed, right? Because if it's lust and if it's just a sexual relationship, then you're always going to find the wrong person. During our time of waiting, we can be fulfilled by friendships that will fill our hearts and, and cure loneliness, as we wait, we can even have friendships with the opposite sex and it doesn't have to lead to sex and it can teach us how to be friends uh, with the opposite sex in a healthy and normal way, not the way of this world. But we can have a fulfilling life without making the wrong choices in our loneliness. If you find yourself uh, going to that bad relationship again, reach out to God. Ask him to help you. Admit that you are doing wrong and don't stay there. You know, because sometimes we know we're lonely. We're making the wrong choices because we're lonely and we're just going to do it anyway. And in that same uh, chapter that I just read that verse about that God will find you a family, it says that the rebellious will live in a sun-scorched land. So you will continually be in a dry season. You will continually be in a drought if you allow your loneliness to have you acting out in a rebellious way against what God wants, what God says your nature should be, what God says your friendships should be, what God says your life should be. 
you will continually be in a dry season. But if we take our heart, our anguish to God, he makes a way. And so we find fulfilling relationships. You know, if I'm having a down day, I'll, you know, pick up a a friend and let's go to a movie. Let's go to lunch. Or for me, my grandson, hey, honey, let's go downtown and walk around or let's go see a movie. Hey, you want to see a movie here with me? And a lot of times I find myself in worship and in God's presence as well. It's just such a combination of things that has allowed me to remain in my singlehood, still hopeful and knowing that I cannot give my worth, give my self-respect to any person that God has not sent, that I am worthy to be loved, to be honored, to be cherished, And that someone would honor my purity, my pure thoughts, my pure heart, the purity of my body, that somebody that God sends would honor that. They would not take that from me. Because then the guilt and the shame puts me into a depression or puts me into uh, loneliness and despair and anguish beyond what I started with. And so our loneliness will be dangerous if we don't acknowledge who we are in God, if we don't acknowledge that we need God, if we don't acknowledge that our heart belongs to him above all things. The temporary temporary fixes that we use of shopping, drugs, alcohol, the wrong relationship, those temporary fixes are just that, temporary. But the bad thing is that some of the effects of that temporary can last a lifetime. It harms our children. It harms our self-esteem. It can harm even our work life because we can't focus at work. We can't uh, work to our full capacity. We can't make the right decisions. All are we, we are just thinking of the moment. And I tell you that there are women in their 30s, their 40s, still living in the moment when it comes to their lives, when it comes to their self-worth, when it comes to their body. And it's ladies and even men, wake up, stop it. Like we need to grow up. We need to grow up. We need to mature in this area. We need to stop just living in the moment because we are alone. We we need to stop doing that because that moment is costing us dearly. It's costing our children dearly. We are it's costing our blessings dearly. We are living in under a curse. We are living under uh, disobedience and rebellion, and we can't get ahead. And it's because our rebellion, uh, we keep doing things opposite to what God wants. And it's stemmed in our loneliness, in our desire to belong. But let me tell you something. Unless you get your self-worth right, Unless you understand that you belong to God, unless you understand how he sees you and accept that for yourself, no relationship, no amount of money, no alcohol, no drugs, no job, nothing will fulfill you. That lonely pit that you feel inside of you will always feel that way. And so we need to get out of that danger zone when we're lonely. And we need to start to hear God's voice and what he's saying. We need to stop going back to relationships that they were never good. And for some reason, we put more hope in those deadbeat relationships than when we put, than we put in God. 
How are you going to have more hope in someone, a relationship that has let you down than God? You need to get to know who he is, who God is, what he can do for you, what he has already done despite disobedience. I don't know about you, but I look at my life in the past and I know that I received blessings and protection that I didn't deserve. Even to this day, there are things I don't deserve. But because I walk in God's righteousness now and I walk it to please him and to uh, be the best daughter I can through the power of the Holy Spirit, I know that what I receive are blessings and not that I'm receiving it out of God's compassion alone and mercy alone, but because he is my everything. And so we need to make God our everything every day of our lives. How often do we cry and feel bad before him, but don't repent? Because repentance leads to a change of life. And so how much longer are we going to cry out to God to help us, but we don't turn away from those things that he's asking us to turn away from, that he's asking us, that he's telling us and showing us are no good for us. And we know it. This is the thing that kills me sometimes. Like I see women and men making decisions and they know they're the wrong ones, but they're just want what they want. And the consequences come and they're like, well, it is what it is. Such a lazadaisical approach to life will never get you the things, the success, the love, the future that you say you desire. And so when you're feeling alone, when you're feeling that anguish, when your heart feels empty, turn to God because he wants to turn his face to you. He is actually turned towards you. We're the ones that turn away. So know who you are. Know your self-worth. Don't let your loneliness be so dangerous that it takes you and keeps you in a toxic lifestyle, toxic behavior. God loves you so much and he has so much more for you. And I just hope that you hear me as I say this, as I say this, you know, your cure for loneliness is not having more and more children, right? Sometimes women have children because they're alone and they want somebody to love them. Are you putting too much on your kids? You need to hear the last episode I did about that, about how we burden our children. We're just doing the so much in the, in the wrong way. Yes, it's wonderful to have children, but not when it is to cure your loneliness, to try to trap a man. Oh my God, help us. <laughs> we really, really need to set our minds right and our hearts right with the Lord so that we're making decisions that will honor him and that will honor you, my friends that will honor you, that will bless you. And as a byproduct, will bless those around you, especially if you have children. Know your worth so that when you are feeling alone and in anguish and afraid that you're going to be alone forever, know who you are and know your worth so that you will not continue to give in to desires that lead you to destruction, that lead you to depression, that lead you to toxicity. Please hear my voice. <laughs> and I hope that you're hearing your heavenly father speak to you as I speak to you.
He loves you so much. He loves you so much. We need to get our emotions in order. Here we go. We're ending another year. What have you done to get your emotions in order? Your mind in order so that next year is not just a repeat of this past year. For some of you, a repeat of the year before that, the year before that, the year before that. What are you doing to get your mind right, your heart right? Don't allow your loneliness to be dangerous and to be harmful to you. I will end with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we need you. We need you. Holy Spirit, lead us. Enable us. Help us to make the right decisions. Lord, I ask you that you would give strength to those that need the strength to make the decisions that they know they have to make. They already know what decisions to make, that they are living with or abiding with or spending time with a man or a woman that you have told them no multiple times. That at the end of the day, Lord, takes more and more of their worth away makes them feel less and less than who you created them to be. Father, that your Holy Spirit will just trouble them, trouble them, convict them in their sleep, wherever they go, that they would hear you say, no, 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 because my yes is better. No, 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 my yes is better. Holy Spirit, that they would hear that loud and clear. I thank you, God. I thank you, God, that as we make better decisions, we will walk into blessing. We will walk into joy. We will walk into peace, not turmoil, not toxicity, but we will walk into better. We will lead our children into better, God. Lord, that we would not cry today and tomorrow go back to the same. It's better not to cry and repent than cry and just feel bad. Father, help us each day to live lives that are repentant before you, God, that are surrendered before you. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's such a good thing to live surrendered to you. It's not always easy, but it's worth it, God. It's worth it to understand who we are in you because we make decisions that bring blessing to our lives. It's so worth it to surrender our desires and things that we believe we need or should have, God. Heavenly Father, I ask you that your Holy Spirit would speak loud and clear to women and men, God, that are in relationships, that are doing things and, and allowing things in their lives, Father, that are contrary to what you desire for them, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you lead them to families that are for them, Father, that are for them and that are not destroying other people, Lord. You will never give us families that will destroy other people. You will never lead us to friendships that will destroy other people, God, because you love us all. Even when we don't acknowledge you, you love us all. I thank you, God, that what you bless us with does not bring pain to someone else. And it is in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you, my friends, for listening to me. And I will 
be speaking to you in 2022. My goodness, I can't believe it. 2022. May God bless you all. Thank you for listening.